This is Disney Forever. Welcome to our perpetual Disney movie investigation podcast. I'm Void, and I'm here with my co-host Katie, who has amazing pull quotes like this. Desert Santa Buzzard Tumbleweed. <laughs> that was the best quote from the movie. I agree. Um, this week, we are doing I'll Be Home for Christmas. Uh, what is this one, Katie? What's the deal? Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is in this movie. He is. This is true. I don't know. Is there anything else? It's <laughs> It's not. It's not a particularly great movie i will say but um i don't know it's a movie about this guy who's trying to get home for christmas and he's kind of selfish and dumb and lots of things happen to him along the way and yeah that's pretty much what yeah. happens it's not a bad summary i mean i tried to go into this one with an open mind i did not know what to expect except that it was a jonathan taylor thomas movie from the 90s and i was like okay i'll try um, but yeah, this one didn't really land with me. So before we get into that, I did pull a little history and I do mean a little, cause there wasn't a whole lot about this movie. Um, the history that I found was, again, there's just like not much of it, but basically I found some box office stats and some critical reception. So this particular movie was a box office bomb. It did not do well at all. It grossed $12 million against a $30 million budget. And that was in the lifetime of this movie. Uh. Whoops. Yeah, they missed the mark. <laughs> um, and then it had really bad critical reception just across the board. Like nobody liked it. So with that being said, what did we think of it? What were your high level thoughts on this one? Um, well, I'm pretty sure that the whole what they were trying to grab with this movie um, I don't know if you like recognized people from the cast besides Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Some um, of them looked familiar. Okay, so Jonathan Taylor Thomas, obviously childhood star. Everybody knows him uh, from growing up. He was on Home Improvement, but also you have Jessica Biel, right? Um, yeah. And the other guy, Eddie, I always forget the actor's name, but Jessica Biel and Eddie were in Seventh Heaven during this oh, time okay. or like just off of seventh heaven. So you have three relatively well-known TV stars on two super popular TV shows, right? Because home improvement was very popular and then seventh yeah. heaven also extremely popular. Um, so I think that's why they put them in this movie trying to like come off of the popularity of those two TV shows to get people to come see it, which I mean, $12 million worth of people went to go see it, but <laughs> didn't really make up for all the money they spent making it. Nope, nope, not even half of what they spent to make it, so no. that's rough. I mean, this movie isn't particularly great. It fits in with the genre of movies that you would expect, right? Because it's like a college movie with hijinks, and the only thing it's missing is like drunken parties, I guess. Yeah, it's... It's a road trip movie, right? It's like a holiday road trip movie. And there are, I see kind of what they were going for. I see some of the redeeming like edges of it, but it just failed to land with me completely because, and this is my core issue with the movie, the guys and the, like just all of the men in this movie, not, not the little, little kids, right? Like not the boys in the movie, but all of the people that you could consider men in this movie, they are all various flavors of horrible and they're just all so bad and it's like in different ways but all of them are kind of jerks and it just does not portray males well at all it's like all of them are bad um why are they all so bad katie i don't know it also <laughs> this movie is supposed to take place while they're in college 
But it doesn't feel like a college movie, right? No, it doesn't. It feels like high schoolish. Yeah, because like Jonathan Taylor Thomas's character is supposed to be this guy who like he moved away from the East Coast to get away from his parents to live this like independent life or whatever, but he's also like a hustler who steals tests and sells tests and sells answers and makes money by swindling people or, you know, cheating, basically, like very high school. And then like you have the jocks who are like, I'm going to beat you up if you don't do well on my test for me. Like this is college. Yeah. Guys, like that's, come not how, on. <laughs> that's not really how college works. Like you're right. It's such a high school thing. And yeah. I mean, the whole premise of the movie is that He's going to go home because his dad bribes him to go home, which is horrible in a lot of ways. Um, but the the guys that he like upsets at college take him out to the middle of the desert, glue him into a Santa suit and leave him there unconscious after they've knocked him out. So they could have easily killed him. And like that's the premise of the movie is that now he's in the middle of nowhere and he has to try to get home in time for Christmas. Yes, that is exactly what the premise of this movie is. <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's where the the desert Santa buzzer tumbleweed comes in, right? Yeah, because he's... So Jessica Biel is supposed to play his girlfriend, and he upsets her, right? Because they were supposed to go home for Christmas. We're, like, totally into the moments. I don't know if you said that. We are, yeah, I know. Um, he's supposed to go home for Christmas with her, but decides he doesn't want to do that because his... It's, the whole thing goes around like how his his mom passed away and then his dad got remarried and he doesn't really like the stepmom, even though she's perfectly nice. Yeah, she's super nice. Yeah. And so he like trades his ticket in for two tickets to Cabo and wants to take his girlfriend there. And she's like, no, I want to go home for Christmas. You're a selfish idiot. Right. And yeah. then <laughs> so then he his dad finds out about it and then bribes him with the car and this all like him trying to go home then like changing his mind and making up with his girlfriend all like comes to a halt because he was supposed to help these jocks cheat on an exam and then it doesn't work out because because of eddie like the other guy so they kidnap him leave him out in the desert and he like tries to call his girlfriend to tell her where he is but every time he calls her the message like the amount of time to leave a message on her phone gets shorter and shorter and so yeah, all like, he has left to say is Desert Santa Buzzer Tumbleweed. <laughs> which is pretty funny. That's a pretty good quote. It's the best one. It's the only one that matters out of this entire movie, to be honest. Just that it part. <laughs> so as part of that whole setup, um, can I tell you about the thing that just like threw me out of the movie and I was stuck on? I know you love it when I get like stuck on a tangent in some of these. I do. The tell me. The one thing that I could not get away from once I noticed it. And it bugged me the entire rest of the movie, even though it just had it was this little thing. The ticket math does not work out. So he has a ticket for himself to go to New York from his father, right from the West Coast. Mm hmm. He turns that ticket into two tickets to Cabo for him and his girlfriend. Okay, that part, that's maybe a stretch, but I can believe it, right? You get the right deal, you get the right airline, you get the right flight, whatever. But then he takes that, those two tickets to Cabo, and then he turns them back into two tickets to New York. 
So he eventually turns one ticket from New York into two tickets from New York, and I just don't believe it that close to the holiday season. There is no way that that's possible. Like, no, I refuse to believe it. <laughs> so the only the only way in which maybe it works out is that if his one ticket to New York was like a first-class ticket. Uh, okay, maybe. maybe. I mean, he does kind of come off as like a spoiled, has too much money, doesn't have to worry about it, kid. Yes, I'm pretty sure that that's like that's the only logical if we're like applying logic to this. That's the only logical explanation because you probably could turn one first class ticket to New York from California into two like coach tickets or something to Cabo maybe or and then turn those turn that back into two coach tickets to New York. But I don't even know how he was able to get two new tickets to New York that close to christmas no it's like two days before christmas or something like yeah it's just, there's no that's way that's not gonna happen no yeah. and then the other thing that jumped out at me was and this one didn't hang me up it was just it's always interesting to me when you see a movie from before 2001 oh, and yeah. the airport security is just non-existent it, like it we're just so me. used to it i know we're so used to it these days that like airport security is you know it's it's a theater it's like overkill but it is what it is and we're used to it so when you see things from before 2001 it just doesn't look real anymore it i've watched home alone 2 the other day yeah. and the whole um him getting on the wrong plane thing threw me also like really hard because it was the same thing i was like there's no way in now that that could have happened yeah it's it's ridiculous um anything else from moments from this film I mean, I guess along the way, like, he ends up learning, like, good life lessons, and he, like, helps the cop make up with his girlfriend or his wife, which is great, which I love her outfit that the waitress is wearing in the, like, whatever place she lives in. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like, her cow cow waitress outfit is really cute. Um, The the one other thing that threw me at, like, the very end of the movie was that they leave their house unlocked with all the lights on oh with God. food on the table <laughs> and they just go out onto a sled in the middle of a parade like <laughs> are you asking to get robbed like it's like hey come burgle us really quick like that's they should just hang a sign above their door open for burgling like seriously my sister called that that, that exact thing out too when we were watching this movie last weekend <laughs> It's so bad. Because it's just like, it's one of those things where you're just like, they literally just cooked all that food and then they're going to leave it to get cold and they're going to leave the door unlocked. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Anything else for this one? I just love that you use the word burgle. <laughs> yeah. He's like, come burgle us. That come sounds burgle about right. Us. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'll mention it when we talk about the bed. All right. Well, let's talk about the bed. Okay. Um, that comment that they made when they were going to do the Santa 5k. Yeah. Not great. No, not, no. N- not great. Uh, uh-uh. well, I mean, the bad thing, like, again, the bad thing that sticks out to me in this one is that just like all of the guys are mean jerks, like, except all for the of them. mayor. I think the mayor guy was fine. I, I guess. Sure. But like, there are so many guys that are just not good in this movie. And it, it seems like it's almost all of them. It's pretty much all of them. There's only like a select few that aren't jerks. Yeah, but some good. So there's always good in every movie we watch. What did you pull out for this one? 
I mean, he did learn some life lessons as time goes on that he needs to be less of a selfish jerk. Eddie was not redeemable. Like, he got arrested, which was really funny. (laughs) I thought that part was really funny. I did notice that, like, if you pay attention, he basically just ends the movie probably in jail somewhere off screen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not that he didn't deserve that. No, true. I did love that the two cops that arrested him were still wearing the Christmas tree outfits in the the car, like while they were driving oh, the, I didn't the cop even car. Catch that. Oh, that's yeah, that's good though. It's so good. Um, but I mean, he goes through a lot of stuff and learns a lot of life lessons, and there's interesting things that he sees and does along the way. So it's not like there's like minimal redeeming qualities for this movie. Not a lot. Yeah. Though. I mean, I thought there were some good, like, holiday hijinks in here, for sure. You know, a couple things. Um, And then it's a travel movie. It's a road trip movie. Like, there's a pretty good sequence right at the end when he's getting home just in time for Christmas. Like, that part worked for me. And I'm talking about the last 10 minutes of the movie, maybe 15 if we're pushing it. Um, So that last little sequence worked. But that's out of an entire movie. Um, So that being said, would we watch it again? Would you watch it again? I mean, probably okay that's interesting i come down as a hard no on this one i mean it's jonathan taylor thomas so it's a probably like i don't know if i would for sure watch it again because it's been years since i watched it the last time so i'd probably watch it again in a few years from now sure give it a decade and then maybe come back to it (laughs) so it just ages even worse oh man probably um okay if you guys want to watch along what we have coming up next we have the nightmare before christmas from 1993 and then we're gonna do a like best of season one finale recap type of episode we have some stuff planned for that nothing crazy but we're gonna do kind of a state of the state what's going on um and then we're taking some time off and we'll be back with season two so that's coming up soon don't forget we are part of a network we have podcasts we have streamers we have the geekery blog and more all of that at geek2geekmedia.com or go to geek2geekmedia.com slash subscribe to get it sent right to you. Which brings us to Weekly Geekery. What do you have this week for Weekly Geekery? Um, I started a new Korean drama on Netflix called Record of Youth, which is pretty great. Um, cool. What's it, the premise of this one? It is about a guy who comes from a poor family who's struggling to become a well-known model or actor like his dream is to become an actor um but he comes from a poor area but he's best friends with a guy who lives in the same area but he lives on the richer side of the area they live in and he's also an actor but people have a tendency to like the other guy more than the one who has a bunch of followers a rich family all that stuff so there's some like rivalry best friend kind of stuff going on and then there's a girl who wants to like her dream is to become a makeup artist like that's what she wants to do and she's also just happens to be a really big fan of the one guy who's from the poorer family and they met in the last episode i watched they like kissed and are dating now and i'm really happy about it getting serious it is it's so good it's actually really good because the i've seen another drama with the main actress and then the other i haven't seen a lot of stuff with the main actor in this one but i really like him i think this is like the second to last drama he made before he went off to do his military service because i think he's in the military right now in korea okay cool um and then the other thing is so because of like how things are right now we can't have an in-person holiday party at work 
Yeah. So we're doing a virtual one and I'm part of the social committee that puts together all of our like company gatherings and things like that. Um, we decided to like send a like gift package to all of the employees at our company, which I'm helping pack on sun this coming Sunday. Cool. Um, but we're also doing like a nailed it gingerbread house competition, which apparently a lot of people signed up for. Okay, that's fun though. Yeah, so we like sent people gingerbread house making kits um, who signed up to participate, and then I got chosen as one of the judges for the contest. All right. I can't wait. It's going to be great. People were already asking, like, can we use other supplies? Like, so we might end up having like two divisions where people just make one, or people who are like going hardcore crazy, like Great British Bake Show, like showstopper status. Yeah. That's cool, though. That's fun. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Like, we're going to do the best that we can to have a great holiday party, and we have lots of goodies to send the employees, so it's going to be great. Awesome. That's mm-hmm. cool. Um, for me this week, I've been playing a bunch of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is the new Assassin's Creed game that came out this year after not having one last year, which is kind of interesting. They were kind of on a every year release cadence, and they slowed it down finally. But um, this one came out right alongside the new consoles, so PS5 and Xbox Series X. So I've been playing this on PS5, and it's great, and it's a really good like game to just kind of get my hands on the new system and play around in. So yeah, I mean, it's Assassin's Creed. I knew what I was signing up for, but I've been having fun with that. So that's one thing. Um, and then the other thing is I marathon through the crown season four that just came out. Ooh. And I really like the crown. Have you ever watched it, Katie? Um, So I was going to start watching it a while, like when the first season came out, because that is 100% right in my wheelhouse of things that I like. Yeah. Um, I just haven't given it more time okay i'd be interested to hear your thoughts if you ever get around to it because i think you might like it it seems like the kind of thing you'd be into um but yeah i've watched every season as they've come out and i basically just like marathon it in a day or two and this was no different like i blasted through season four in basically two nights like just Dang. got through all of it um it's really good season four it's getting into a lot of the stuff with like charles and diana and it's getting close to modern day you know like we're finally getting into a time period where i was actually alive which is interesting i wasn't necessarily aware because i was still very young um but you know we're getting into like the mid and late 80s now so it's becoming more and more relatable as it goes on so i'm i'm excited for the next season just like i always am but yeah season four was really good nice I'm excited. Yeah, that's probably it for tonight. You guys can find us all over the internet. Our email address is DisneyForeverPodcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at DisneyEverPod. You can also talk to us in real time by joining our Slack workspace or our Discord server. I blog at agreenmushroom.com and you can find me at GRN Mushroom. That's Green Mushroom without the E's on Twitter. I'm also on the geek to geek podcast with BJ Keaton. And you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram by searching the handle at Lady Catherine P. I'm also the co-host of two other podcasts with my best friend, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, and you can't stop me loving K-pop. This has been Disney Forever with Katie and Void. We'll be back next week, as long as Disney keeps making content. That can't be forever, right? Well, they can't make any Jonathan Taylor Thomas movies because he's retired. Thank you.